As many observers know, affordable housing has become a major challenge in America. With both home prices and apartment rents rising recently, more people are having to spend a higher fraction of their income on housing. A surge in construction materials prices and a dearth of construction workers haven't helped in terms of increasing the supply of affordable units. If anything, the situation is worsening. As indicated by writer Rebecca Picciato, rising interest rates and inflation have rendered financing for affordable housing more challenging and costly. While it is true that higher borrowing costs and higher development costs can disrupt all types of property development, they are especially detrimental to affordable housing. For instance, developers of market rate housing can raise rents when they are running low on cash, but affordable housing developers tend to be limited in terms of rent increases in order to qualify for highly sought after federal tax credits. The shortage of affordable housing has actually been worsening over the course of decades, leaving America short 7 million affordable units for the lowest income renters according to the National Low Income Housing Coalition. It appears that that shortfall is poised to expand. For WIPR and my esteemed producer Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu. Nearly two in five American college graduates have major regrets. These regrets don't have anything to do with whom they may have dated, where they attended college, or what town they were in. Rather, these graduates regret their choice of major. As indicated by writer Andrew Van Dam, these regretters include a large proportion of those who majored in the liberal arts. According to a Federal Reserve study, nearly half of humanities and arts majors had studiers' remorse as of 2021. By stark contrast, engineering majors suffer the fewest regrets. Only 24% of them wish that they had chosen differently. In general, those who studied STEM subjects, meaning science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, are much more likely to feel that they chose the correct major. As is often the case, economic outcomes heavily influence these data. A Washington Post analysis of Federal Reserve data indicates that the higher is one's income today, the less likely they are to regret the major they chose back in college. Among the other subjects associated with substantial regret are social and behavioral sciences, which is what I studied in school. I have no regrets. There are also many who majored in education who regret that, about 40%. For WYPR and my esteemed producer Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu. According to Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, a network of leaders supporting monthly payments to poor households, more than 48 guaranteed income programs have been initiated in cities nationwide since 2020, including in Baltimore. As indicated by the New York Times, California has emerged as the epicenter of the movement. The program in Los Angeles, primarily funded by the city, benefits 3,200 people who have at least one child and an annual income below the federal poverty level. Several California cities have moved ahead with efforts using private money, including Oakland and San Diego. The underlying concept is often referred to as universal basic income and has had advocates for decades. Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang made it a centerpiece of his 2020 bid. Detractors believe that the approach incentivizes people not to work, an especially sensitive subject these days in the context of widely reported worker shortages. Nonetheless, as indicated by writer Curtis Lee, the movement is gaining traction city by city. Baltimore's Young Families Success Fund is described as a guaranteed income pilot project that will provide 200 young parents with an unconditional cash payment of $1,000 per month over the course of 24 months. 
For WYPR and my esteemed producer Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu. Perhaps you've heard the term quiet quitting. Oh, it's all the rage. The notion is that one works just hard enough to keep their job, but does no more. One might think that this is a relatively rare phenomenon. After all, many of us take enormous pride in our work and tend to go above and beyond, often answering texts and emails late at night and working over the weekend. But according to new research by survey firm Gallup, approximately half of U.S. workers could be described as quiet quitters. Gallup conducted its survey of more than 15,000 full and part-time U.S. workers in June. Gallup began observing declining employee engagement in late 2021, with workers indicating that they had become less connected to their organization's mission. Many workers also suggested that they felt less clarity regarding what is expected of them and perceived fewer opportunities to learn and grow. Members of Generation Z, who are the youngest workers, along with younger millennials, those under the age of 35, are among the cohorts that have experienced significant declines in engagement. Among young workers who are not in the office full-time, fewer than 40% fully understand what's expected of them at work. Many indicate that quiet quitting is a symptom of poor management. For WYPR and my esteemed producer Bob White, I'm Aniban Basu.